Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Welcome to Mariella Meets. I'm Mariella Frostrup, and each week I'll be bringing you a selection of the best interviews from our favorite guests. Movers and shakers from the worlds of art and entertainment, politics, business, music, and wider society. Delia Smith has transformed British cookery, writing columns and books and broadcasting culinary science from the ground up in a practical, accessible and straightforward style. She sold 21 million books, including the one that must be on every kitchen shelf in the land. I consult it so often it's dog-eared, I have to say. In fact, I might have to get a new copy. Delia Smith's cookery course, that is, which has sold over six million copies uh, alone. She even created what was called the Delia Effect when shops ran out of uh, recipe items that she recommended. Her latest publication is quite a departure from her previous work, but it's certainly timely. In You Matter, The Human Solution, Delia encourages us to think more deeply about the phenomenon of existence, what it means to be human, and how in unity with one another we can build a future, a better future, in these uncertain times. Delia Smith, welcome to Times Radio. Hello. So honoured to have you here in the studio with me. Um, I guess, first of all, quite simply, why did you decide to write this book? I know it had been percolating for a very, very long time, perhaps even back to five-year-old Delia in bed at night. Yeah, I think, um, in a way, it's sort of similar to the cookery. That sort of bubbled away, and nobody was really helping people to learn the basics of cooking, so I wanted to do that. And I think um, people are not, really being told much about their own depth and spirituality. So here I am jumping in again and um, trying to trying to sort of communicate belief in human life. I really believe it. I don't... Well, I don't even believe it. I know it. <laughs> it's a brave departure because uh, what you're asking people is uh, for credibility in an area that they don't associate you with. And you know as well as yeah. I do how difficult people find it to, to sort of crank up to the thought that you're not in the box that they've, they've put you in. Do you think that um, in part uh, having the courage uh, to write this book, to put it out there and to, and to talk to people about it uh, comes with maturity, that there is... A a sense of fearlessness rather than recklessness that comes uh, as you grow older. You've hit the nail on the head, absolutely. And my beloved agent, Debbie, said to me, um, 
when I had my 70th birthday, which was 10 years ago, now you can do what you like. You know, <laughs> People of your age, you know, you can do whatever you want to do. So there it is. And so this is what I did. <laughs> and you feel that? Do you feel that? Do you feel that in, in, in all areas of your life? Yeah, I do. And I feel that it's a wonderful thing. You know, I don't mind getting older because I think I do feel that. I feel that you're past worrying about critics and what people say about you. And I'd already had years of people criticising me on the cooking front. So I thought, well, I'll get criticised, but never mind. It doesn't matter. Because something in me, I don't know what it is, because I'm, I'm trying to say there's something in everybody that's unique. And I think what's in me is I just need to communicate. I want to reach people. Um, I don't know why, but it's just there, you know? So what do you think that we're lacking at the moment? I mean, I know it's a very long list and we haven't got all day, but <laughs> in a nutshell, uh, you know, as a species, yeah. I think what you suggest is that we've lost sight of some incredibly important virtues that, that, that we perhaps don't even recognise as ours anymore. I think that's right. I think, um, first of all, I, f I believe that um, goodness is more powerful than badness. And I think everybody um, comes into the world good and the bad people get spoiled by what happens to them. But deep down in everyone, um, there is a beautiful person. Everyone. Other things get in the way, but it's there. And I think when you say species, I think that's a good term because... If you think of um, a child, you know, growing up, developing, and then in my day it used to be when you're 21, you get the keys to the door and then you're adult. Well, I think it's now time for the human species to arrive at adulthood. And I think we need to now think more deeply um, about the chaos that's in the world and understand that it's in our hands to do something about it. I think um, one critic mentioned that you might be naively optimistic and I suppose <laughs> this is uh, yeah. quite a time to be bringing out a book that's uh, exploring and proselytising for the goodness in human yes. beings. Um, how do you equate that with a situation like the one we're currently living through when you look at what's happening in Ukraine? Well, I understand. I understand the Pollyanna bit. You know, I knew I'd get that. But I also think what we're seeing, as we have seen also with COVID, is what happens when people are united. It's unbelievable. And this week, I've never seen such amazing signs of it. I mean, it's leaders are talking to each other. Everybody's talking to each other. Everybody, business, sport, everybody's saying, come on, guys, we've got to help Ukraine. What is that? Now, imagine that actually becoming the norm, that the world actually gets together <laughs> and overcomes the things that are wrong, like climate change. You know, and it's very easy to be a, a doomsayer, isn't it, and say, oh, you know, climate change is coming, nuclear weapons are coming, da-da-da-da-da. But, no, leap up, let's get together, let's be what we're supposed to be and live the way we're supposed to live is in peace and harmony. 
You're an autodidact. You left school at 16, I think, yes. same, same age as, as me. And I wondered what impact you think that's had on, on how you've faced the world and what you've achieved in it. Yes, I mean, I'd, it sort of run away with you, uh, runs away with you. I didn't, I didn't realise when I just thought I wanted to help people who didn't know how to cook to learn the basics of cooking. I had no idea there was such a need for it or that it would become such a big thing. But it did become a big, big thing. And um, now I've seen something else, some other need. Um, and it's the need, I think, just to, to sum it up, it's, it's the need to think more deeply. And to do that, you have to come away from the noise. Can you tell me about the earlier need that you identified that in terms of... Because I wonder what you, how you would describe um, the British culinary scene when you first stepped into it at the, at the ripe age of, of, of 22, the sense that, that people didn't really know how to cook. And, I mean, there is an argument, though, you know, and there's been lots of people allude to it, that people nowadays, you know, in many cases still don't know how to cook, but they know how to sit on the sofa and watch cookery programmes. I wonder yeah. if you feel that, that you... I do. I feel really disappointed. I feel really, really disappointed. But if we go back to that, when I was 22, what you had was the historical reasons uh, we became an industrial country, people left the land where cooking happens. Then we had two world wars, handing down from mother to daughter didn't happen, so we ended up, you know, in the 40s and 50s without any knowledge. And then we had women's weekly magazines doing things with baked beans and cornflakes and stuff like that. Rice crispy cakes. Yeah, that's right. And then we had um, colour supplements. And we're pressing our noses up against the window and looking at, you know, what cooking could be. And somehow there just needed to be something in between. And why do you think what you set about to do and carried on doing and did and achieved was so controversial. You've talked about being being criticised then and, and, and kind of that inuring you to the possibility of criticism about anything as, as you've moved through your life. Yes. Why was it a, a, a controversial thing? A controversial thing? In terms of, 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 the, of your cooking revolution, in terms of what you set out to do. I mean, I, I, all, all I remember ever being really was grateful, grateful that your recipes worked, yeah. grateful that it gave me ideas to, yeah. to, to cook something new because I was bored of what I knew how to cook. You know, you sort mm. of, if you're lucky, you start out, don't you? Uh, you know, you step into, into the world as a teenager, you know, with maybe a c- couple of recipes under your belt. You mm. know, most children aren't taught to cook. And why should they know if nobody's teaching them? But I, th- I think, um, remind me of what you just said. Well, no, I'm just wondering why, because you, you talked about being criticised a lot when, yeah. when, when, yeah. when you were on yeah. your... Being your, criticised, yeah. 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 Well, um, obviously, uh, when I was young, I got very hurt and it was difficult. But, you know, um, the, the results spoke for themselves and um, people were so grateful that what I meet in people is gratitude. Thank you that you, you helped me to do that because there's no other way to know. There still isn't. And while there's no food in this book, in a sense I was struck by the fact that there, there is a similarity because it's, it's a recipe for change, isn't it, and, and, and for positivity. It, it, did you approach it in the same spirit that you approached uh, changing the nation's cooking habits. Yeah, yeah, I did. I just, 
I know that everybody can cook if somebody shows them, and I know that everybody has a very deep spiritual side to their lives, um, and that sometimes that just needs encouragement. It needs to, it needs to be brought out. And I, I do, you know, I do think. Let's forget everything about you know paying money and learning how to meditate because I hate that word meditation really because it kind of makes you think oh well I'll never be you know able to do it but all I'm saying is just spend a little time every day in stillness and silence and just be with yourself because if you want to know anybody intimately you've got to spend time with them well, I think we all need to know ourselves intimately, and that means spending time with ourselves, and it costs no money. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You said, uh, you know, in order to know someone well, you have to spend time with them. But I know that you're also quite outspoken and refreshingly so about the idea of family ties, not necessarily being the <laughs> ones that we have to venerate, you know. No. And, and you know, so many people, I think, feel a sense of failure if they don't manage to have the perfect familial relationships, whether it's with siblings, with parents, yeah. you know, with their children, uh, whatever. Why are you so brutal about that? Well, family just doesn't mean friend. Being related to someone doesn't mean they're a friend. I mean, I've got people, friends, who are far more supportive to me than family members. And I also think, you know, when uh, everybody was, 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 you know, going on about COVID and not being able to see their relatives at Christmas, I thought they should be saying all the people <laughs> who were saying, thank God. <laughs> and how much has that shaped your own life in a sense, your sense, your idea that... that that, you know, it's the connections that you make are, that are more important than the ones you inherit? I think probably that, yes, there is. Oh, there definitely is, because it's like you don't, get, you don't get to know people if you don't spend time with them, and families split up and they go all over the place and you don't spend time with them. Um, did you have uh, issues yourself with with your own family? I know your mum was a formidable force in your life. So Very much so. <laughs> is formidable the operative word there? It de definitely is, yeah. Yeah, she was, she was. But she um, performed something really important for me, and that is um, I had a lot of success, and she kept my feet firmly on the ground. 
<laughs> yeah, that's a double-edged sword, isn't it? Because yeah. my next question was going to be, was she proud of, of, of what you managed to achieve? She was, but only when she was speaking to other people. <laughs> when she was speaking to me, it was all, oh, you've put on weight. <laughs> that's hard, though, as a daughter hard, of a yes. mother, isn't it? It is hard, yes. It must have taken something out of you as well. Did it have anything to do with your own decision, choice, not to, not to have children? No, no, it's nothing to do with that at all. I just feel um, that it was, it was good. It was good. You know, I knew the love was there, and I just think it was good that I had somebody you know, keeping my feet on the ground all the time, you know, so that I never, I never, ever was able to uh, get, you know, big-headed. <laughs> yeah, but you've talked a lot about why, um, you know, it's important for us not to fear failure. Yes. And my sense, if you had someone who loomed so large in your life but was so critical of, of, yeah. of, of what you did that yeah. that would instill in you a terrible fear of failure because it, it would make you a, a, a bigger target, dare yes, I say. I, I think it did. I think it did to a certain amount, definitely. But again, if you... Um, I mean, I'm not saying anything in my book that's new and I've used a lot of wise writers who've written about it in the past, but it just goes back to Socrates. And all he says is, know yourself. How did you manage to build up your own defences then? Because I think we've established it was difficult with, with your mum, with her mm -hmm. sense of, 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 you know, what was the way to, 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 to behave towards you. How did you build up your confidence and, uh, yeah, mostly your confidence to be able to step first into one incredibly successful career? Then, you know, you bought Norwich City. It was an incredible <laughs> move. I mean, people were sort of like, a woman doing that? It's insane, you know. And, and, and now to come out with something that's, that's completely different, that people will take with a pinch of salt, that, that people will, you know, snigger at as much as they'll, they'll mm -hmm. praise you for. Mm -hmm. um, it takes enormous courage. Yeah, but then I'm saying that um, the path I chose, which is one of reflection and understanding the depth. I mean, with my mother being a critic, I also had, you know, incredible support. Like my husband, you know, wouldn't have been able to do anything without him. And then I've had the most wonderful agent, who's still my agent 50 years on. That's amazing. <laughs> 50. <laughs> Uh, who really, really, really did um, support and help me. So it's you don't achieve anything alone. But um, I think, you know, now, if I could say to everybody, you know, um, quoting one big thinker, one of the things about my age is I can't remember anybody's name. But John, one, I'm joining one, your club. One big thinker said, all the troubles in the world, OK, all the troubles in the world, come upon us because we refuse to sit still in our rooms for a little time each day. I think it's a beautiful quote, but I think that for a lot of people right now, watching families be bombed and forced out of their homes and, 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 and watching the terrible, terrible events unfold in Ukraine, that, that there's also a, a sort of sense that... that that things like that can be platitudes, can't they? They can they can sound really spiritual, but ultimately when you're facing the reality, whether it's struggling to feed your children, which we know happens in this country, mm -hmm. you know, to trying to escape 
a, a war, that, that those lines don't really help, do they? Yes, they do. Because all that's happening now, go and reflect on it. Go and reflect deeply on it. Look at how things are. I mean, I'm not saying um, that you go and you spend half an hour um, having nice thoughts. Not at all. I mean, you'll be distracted. You know, my mind is like a whirlpool. Um, it doesn't get quietened down. But it's just having that space and time to really, really think deeply. I mean, in unity and solidarity with the people in Ukraine. Tell me, um, just in the last few few questions that I have for you, first of all, I understand, uh, which really shocked me, that your husband does all the cooking in your house? Well, um, what happened was when I was writing the book, it took five years. And um, it was very good for me to be able to do a sort of nine till five effort on the book. And then he'd have the supper ready in the evening. And it started like that. And really, I mean, he does love cooking since he's been retired. It's like his hobby. So I'm on the good end of that. <laughs> Definitely. I'm going to be talking to Marcus Waring on Monday. Oh. And uh, I, I know that I was slightly jealous of the idea of being locked down. You know, his wife and his children locked down with Marcus Waring for, <laughs> for, for, for the pandemic would have been good news. But I was thinking about cooking and I was thinking about it as a meditation. You know, yes. a lot of people find the whole process of yes. of, of doing it. You know, it's you're stepping away from the other things in your life. Yes. Um, has that element of it been taken away from you because of the fact that it became your business? No, I still, I still absolutely love it. I do think that when you're older, I think standing for a long time gets a bit difficult and sometimes cooking involves that, so I might get a bit of backache. But I, I still love it and I still love good food and I'm still very greedy, which is what makes a really good cook. You, you say in the introduction to You Matter that the genesis of this book really was you as a five-year-old in your bed. You were made to go to bed too early. Mm -hmm. You could still hear the other children outside yeah. playing. Yes. And, and that was where these thoughts started to whirl around. So is there uh, also a, a sense coming through these pages that that even the things that you think are a punishment in life can be a way of unlocking something else. Definitely, definitely. And it's just um, having, having space just gets you more attuned. Um, it opens up new vistas, new experiences. And most of all, it draws you to other people. So it's not a selfish thing, like I'm, I'm spending time on my own, I'm developing. No, the more that happens, the more you're drawn to fellow human beings and the more you realise we're all connected, we're all one. And I think it's horrendous what's going on now. I do. All, we're all suffering with them. But that is what it should be. We should all be suffering together and working together to, you know, we don't want any more dictators in the world. We don't um, want war. It seems we like don't a, want a war. prehistoric way of exactly of, of tackling problems, doesn't it? So when I said, you know, we need to we need to mature and grow up. Well, it is it's kid stuff, isn't it? This is my territory. I'm going to protect my. It is kid stuff. We have to grow up and look at it in in reality. There's only one way we're going to save this planet and from climate change, and that is in unity together. 
And just finally, uh, Delia, two things. Uh, you're 80 years old now, mm -hmm. and I really think you have got a, a, a portrait in the attic because <laughs> I, I, I don't think you've aged at all since, since I last saw you. Um, so first of all, you have to explain that because it's clearly not uh, the, the surgeon's knife that you've been employing, but just... I don't know, is it healthy living? What is it? And also, so that's one secret I want from you. And the other secret is you've been married to your husband for 50 years. I think as long as you've been with your... Ah, maybe that's the secret. I was going to say, maybe as long as you've been with your agent, you've been with your husband. So maybe everyone needs an agent in order to sustain a long and happy marriage. But, but what is the secret to that? Well, I think you're right. You've put your finger on it. You need, you need good friends and you need support. Um, and... Uh, I just feel I've, I've been very, very fortunate. Thanks for listening to Mariella Meets with me, Mariella Frostrup. There'll be more from the podcast next week, so make sure to download the free Times Radio app to never miss an episode. And don't forget, you can catch the live edition of my programme every Monday to Thursday, 1 till 4 on Times Radio. Catch you next time. <laughs>